0: Hill explains where I invite you to join the science teaching conversation with me about Wikipedia reading on quarks. So, quarks are the uh, there's quarks and leptons in the uh, standard model, Uh, they're the fundamental uh, elementary particles, there's also uh, gauge um, bosons. I suppose which are photons, W and Z gluons um, to get through the air. I think there and then there's um, uh, the Higgs boson, the the, um, scalar boson. Uh, So quark is a um, spinor. um, I think is the the correct term, uh, whereas. Gluons are vectors of the SU3 color quantum chromodynamic symmetry, and uh, so we find out that um, <coughs> the a um, a neutron and a proton uh, are full of thousands of quarks and thousands of gluons, and thousands of virtual particles uh, sucked into the vacuum as E equals MC squared. And these virtual particles have uh, an energy-related mass. So uh, it's as, as light has the energy, mc squared, so many watts of light have, have that mass of light energy. So this is confined energy, and so you can uh, uh, convert the energy into mass, mass into energy. With the, um, that's the entire thing of nuclear energy. Getting you wind up with so many watts of light, and there's less energy well, essentially you're converting the um, energies, I suppose, mass and motion if you'd like to go through it so a quark, let's read about that it's a, it is an elementary particle, it is a fermion it's got a spin a half, so it's got an angular momentum associated with it uh, and it's also got a uh, a magnetic field associated with it, I would expect um, charge, barrier number, charge, it's got, it's got a colour charge so it's got an electric charge and a colour charge whereas gluons have no electric charge um, properties, mass, size, table of properties I'd just like to see what that table of properties is She it would be an interesting table to to read through, mmm, uh, yeah, but, uh, it's very interesting to, to go through. J is angular momentum B. I don't know what B is. Did they have a table of properties for Weak interaction. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Nah, nah. Table five. Properties. I haven't seen table properties. Properties. Table properties. Oh no, that's not really where I find an interesting table property because it actually doesn't actually have the. Oh my god, there's some massive particles, Oh, a top particle has got just an eye-wateringly high um, um, mass total angular momentum B barrier number Q, B is a barrier number which is okay what I don't quite understand is they don't have the magnetic field associated with it if it's got an angular momentum it must have a magnetic field associated with it Great, because that's how you get the different moments for the, uh, for the um, up and down quarks, the spin, anti spin there. A quark is a type of elementary particle, a fundamental constituent of matter. That is, it's a constituent of matter, it's got no parts to it. Quark has got it. no parts. Parts combine to form composite particles called hadrons. Uh, okay, and so they could in other hadrons we've got baryons and mesons, most of which are protons and neutrons, the components of atomic nuclei all commonly observable matter is composed up of quarks down quark uh up quarks down quarks and electrons well, we now know that it's up down quarks and a whole heap of virtual particles it's it's the 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 matter is composed of it but if I pick it up, uh, I say, "What's what's the weight of it?" 99% is this virtual virtual matter equals mc squared stuff. So uh, it automatically implies that matter and antimatter still have the same mass. <coughs> uh, I think I think we have a, an answer to that. Um, uh, due to the phenomena of colour confinement, quarks are never found in isolation. They can only be found within hadrons, inclu- uh, which include baryons such as protons, neutrons, and mesons, uh, or quark gluon plasmas. It's very high energy, their strong force breaks down. For this reason, much of what we know about quarks has been drawn from observation of hadrons. Quarks have various intrinsic properties, including electric charge, mass, color and spin. They also have a magnetic moment they haven't referred to here. They are the only elementary particles in the um, standard model of physics to experience all funda- four fundamental interactions, that is gravity, weak, electromagnetic and strong, whereas the leptons don't experience the strong force, which means that the electrons can pass straight through the nucleus without experiencing anything. Now let's read it. The four fundamental forces, electromagnetism, gravitational, strong interaction, weak interaction as well as the only known particles whose electric charge are not integer multiples of the elementary charge. I don't know what that means. There are uh, six flavors of quarks up, down, strange, charm, bottom, top. Up and down quarks have the lowest masses of all quarks. The heavier quarks rapidly change into up and down quarks through a process of particle decay transformation from a higher mass state to a lower mass state. Because these up and down quarks are generally stable and the most common in the universe whereas strange bottom top quarks can only be produced at high-energy collisions such as involving cosmic rays and particle accelerators. So we get strange mesons, these are the, the uh, pions and the kaons. The K means we've got a strange particle in them. For every quark flavour there is a corresponding antiparticle. Known as an antiquark, that differs from the quark only in some, uh, in some of its properties, such as electric charge. They have an equal magnitude but opposite sign, so the mass is the same. The quark model, independently proposed by physicists Murray Gelman and George Zweig in 1964, quarks were introduced as parts of an ordering scheme of hadrons. There was little evidence for their physical existence until deep inelastic scattering experiments. Stanford Lindley Accelerator in '68. The accelerator experiments have provided evidence for all six flavors. Not that one. Top quark first observed Fermi Lab in 1995 was the last to be discovered. Well, there you go. Isn't that pretty exciting? Out there. So, yep. I think that's all covered there. Classification. It's page two. The standard model is a theoretical framework describing all currently known elementary particles. So they have leptons and quarks. Uh, and um, you've got generations. Oh, yes, generations there are two types of uh, leptons and two types of quarks. You've got the uh, leptons, you have the uh, charge, oh, you also have the neutrino, which has got no charge. So it's pretty amazing, isn't it? The standard model is a theoretical framework. Um, the model contains six phases of quarks named uh, quarks Q, and named U for up, D for down, S for strange, C for charm, B for bottom, and T for top. Antiparticles of uh, quarks are called antiquarks and have a bar over the symbol. Um, as with antimatter, in general, antiquarks have the same mass, mean lifetime, and spin as their reflective quarks. But the electric charge and other charges have the opposite sign. So they um, they have the opposite sign of their um, colour charge. Spin Quarks are spin-a-half particles, implying they are fermions according to spin statistics theorem. Well, hmm. I don't know whether it complies that's subject to the Pauli execution principle which states no two identical fermions can simultaneously occupy the same quantum state this is in contrast to bosons with particle spin of which any number can be in the same state so that's why you can have so many gluons. you know, so a, um, a, um, a, uh, what is it, a, um, hadron is made up of some valence quarks and he, which is, they're the limited, they're the odd ones, and, but then they've got heaps and heaps of gluons which are bosons. Um, unlike leptons, quarks possess colour charges and causes them to engage in a strong interaction. The resulting attraction between different quarks causes the formation of constant particles uh, as hadrons. Quarks that determine quantum numbers of hadrons are called valence quarks. Apart from these, Hadron can contain an indefinite number of virtual sea of quarks, antiquarks, and gluons uh, which do not influence the quantum numbers, because they all cancel out. So they can, does it say they can? Well they, they may, they definitely do. The two families of Hadrons, baryons with three and mesons with two quark and antiquark. The most common variance of the protons and neutrons, the building blocks of the atomic nucleus. The greater the number of hadrons are known. Uh, see a list of baryons and a list of mesons. The most of them are differentiated by the quark content. Properties and constituents of quarks confirm these existence the existence of exotic hadrons with more balanced quarks are tetraquarks, which would be a form of meson, and pentaquarks. Um what's the conjecture for the beginning of the quark model? But not observe until the early early this year, early of this century. Elementary fermions are grouped into three generations, each comprising of two leptons and two quarks. Right and I don't want what causes a generation. First generation includes up and down quarks, second and charm. third top and bottom, bottom on top it says. All searches for the fourth generation of quarks and other elementary fermions have failed. Um yeah, I, d- I just wonder whether the SU6 can support greater than that number of generations. So, the, the SU6 gives you colour, um, but yeah, I don't know what. Particles of high generation generally have a greater mass and less stability, causing them to decay into lower generation particles by the means of the weak interaction. Only the first generation up and down, quite so commonly in nature. Heavier quarks can only be created by high-energy collisions, such as involving cosmic rays. Take quickly, however, they are thought to have been present during the first fraction of the second of the Big Bang, when the universe was extremely hot and dense, the quark epoch. Studies of heavier quarks are conducted by artificially degraded conditions in particle accelerators. Having electric charge, mass color charge, flavour quarks are the only known elementary particles to uh, engage in all four fundamental actions. Of contemporary physics, electromagnetism, gravitation, strong interaction, and weak interaction. Gravitation is too weak to be relevant to individual particle interactions except extreme energies, Planck energy, and distances, Planck distance. However, there's been no successful quantum theory of gravity exists. Gravity is not described in the standard model. Mm -hmm. But masses, the standard model does also have uh, ferbions history. The quark model was independently proposed by Gary Mann and George Zwick in 64. The proposal came shortly after Gelman's 61 formulation of a particle classification system known as the Eightfold Way, or more technical terms, the SU3 flavour symmetry, streamlining its structure. Physicist Uval Nieman had independently developed a scheme similar to the Eightfold Way in the same year. An early attempt at constituent organisation was avail- available in the Carta Model. Well, okay. Cicada is a type of Australian sweet. At the time of Quark's theory's inception, the particles were included, amongst other particles, a multiple of Hadron and Gellman, as they posited that they were not elementary particles but instead composed of a combination of quarks and antiquarks. Their models involved three flavours up, and down, and strange, so they ascribed properties such as spin and electric charge. The initial reaction in the physics community of the process was mixed. There was a particular contention about whether the quark was a physical entity or a mere abstraction used to explain the concepts that are not fully understood at the time. And the question is, are we any better off? I think it, it's still still there, it's just gained things. In less than a year, extensions of the Gelman zeeq model proposed Sheldon Lee Gleishau and James Borken predicted this isn't a fourth-like quark called Charm the addition was proposed because it allowed for a better description of the weak interaction, the mechanism that allows quarks to decay. Equalize now, you, you, a quark can change. Quark can change due to the weak interaction. So, what does that mean? The quark flavour, quark f- flavour changes due to the weak interaction. The colour is the strong, and the flavour is weak uh the number of known quarks with the number of known leptons and the implied a mass formula that correctly reproduces the masses of the known, known mesons so mesons is a combination of two quarks together In 68, deep inelastic scattering experiments at SLAC, Stanford Linear Accelerator Showed the proton contained much smaller point like objects uh, and was therefore not an elementary particle, That's, i.e., that it uh, squished like a, um, an orange being fired by a gun but going into jets. Physicists were reluctant to firmly identify the objects with quarks at the time, instead, calling them partons, um, a term coined by Richard Feynman. The objects were observed slack, would later be identified as up and down quarks. As the other flavors were discovered, nevertheless, parton remains used as a collective term for constituents of the hadron: quarks, antiquarks, and gluons. Ah, well, that's right. So a hadron has all those those things. Strange quarks' existence was indirectly validated by Slack's scattering experiments. Not only was it necessary component of Gell-Mann's three-part m- model, three quark. Oh, oh yeah. It provided an explanation of the kaon, which is a strange and, um, not up or down, or pion, which is just two up and down, discovered in cosmic rays in 1957. In a 1970 paper, Glashow, John Iliopos, Lyuton Milani presented the so called GIM mechanism to explain the experimental non observation of flavor changing neutral currents. This theoretical model required the existence of a as, as, Discovered charm quark. The number of proposed quark flavors grew to the current six and seventy-three. When Moto Koshibashi and Toshihai Basoki noted that there is an experimental observation of CP violation, which explained if there was another pair of quarks, so that's charge parity violation. So what does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, she whiz. Um, so the sigma plus baryon plus, uh, is all up quarks. Is is uh, is so sigma, I have to do I think the sigma plus, plus, plus is all up. I don't know, I think, I think it's all up quarks. Let's have a look. Um, the charm quark was observed bound with charm antiquarks in mesons. These two parties had assigned the discovery mesons to different symbols J and Psi Thus it became formally known as the J slash, uh, Psi meson The discovery finally convinced the physicist community of the quarks model of blue Well, especially if you could produce a charm quark In the following years, the number of suggestions appeared for extending the quark model to six quarks Of these, the paper by Hami Harari was the first to coin top and bottom for the additional quarks. In 1977, the bottom quark was observed at Fermilab. This was a strong indicator of the top quarks. Exist without the top quark, the bottom quark would have been without a partner. However, it was not until 95 the top quark was finally observed um, uh, by the CDF, or D0, for turn teams at Fermilab. Its mass much larger has been previously expected, uh, almost as large as a gold atom, my god epitomology for some time gentleman uh, was undecided with the actual spelling of the term he intended for it until he found the word quark in James Joyce's book uh, Finnegan's Wake here we go uh, p- page 5 three quarks for Master Mark sure he hasn't got much of a bark, and sure he has it all beside the mark the word quark itself is Slavic borrowing of the German denotes a dairy product but also a colloquial term for rubbish Gelman went further regarding the name of his book Quark So the, park, the quark is not, it's not that it's um, it's a Slavic name, Gelman okay so he wanted people to say quark In 1963 I assigned the name quark to the fundamental constituents of the nucleum I had it I had the sound first without spelling, which uh, could have been quark. Uh, then, in one of my occasional perusals of Fiddling Wakes by James Joyce, I came across the word quark in the phrase three quarks for Mr. Mark. Since quark, meaning for one thing, is a cry of a gull, was clearly intended to rhyme with mark, as well as bark and other such words. I had to find an excuse to pronounce uh, the word quark, but the book represents the dream of a publican named Humphrey Chipton Earwickham. Words in the text are typically drawn from several sources at once, like a portmanteau of words through the looking glass. From time to time phrases occur in the book that are partly determined by calls uh, on the drink bar. I argued, therefore, perhaps one of the multiple sources of the cry was three quarks for Mr. Mark might be three quarts for, quarks, quarks, quarts for Mr. Mark, in which case the pronunciation quart quark, uh, would be totally unjustified. In any case, number three fitted perfectly with the way quarks occurred in nature. Oh, three quarks! Ah, oh, that's it, I didn't get it. Siegfried preferred the name ace as for the particle, ethiarized, but the man's terminology came prominence once the quark model had been commonly accepted. Quark flavors were given their names for several reasons. Up-and-down quarks are named after up-and-down components of isospin they carry. Strange quarks were given their name because they were discovered to be components of strange particles discovered in cosmic rays years before the quark models were proposed. These particles were deemed strange because they had unusually long lifetimes. Glashow, who composed the Charm and Quark with Borgian, is quoted as saying, We called our construct the Charm Quark for we fascinated and pleased by the symmetry it brought to the subnuclear war. Names Stop and Bottom and by Harry were chosen because the logical partners of up and down clerks. In the past, um, these names have somewhat fallen out of use, while Truth, never did catch on, An Accelerator com- uh, Complex has devoted a massive production of Bottom clerks at uh, some called Beauty Factories. Hmm. Beauty and Truth, Electric-charged quarks have fractional electric charges of either minus a third or plus two-thirds, sometimes the elementary charge E, uh, times the elementary charge E depending on the flavor. Up-and-charm bottom quarks, collectively referred to as up type quarks, have plus two-thirds, while down, strange, and bottom quarks have minus a third. Anti-quarks have the opposite charge to the corresponding quarks, up type anti-quarks of charge two-thirds and down, etc. Since the electric charge of a hadron is the sum of charges, constituent of the quarks, all hadrons have integer charges. The combination of these three quarks, barons, and three antiquarks, antibonds, or quarks or antiquarks always results in integer charges, which is rather convenient, isn't it? For example, the hadron constituents of nuclei, neutrons, and protons have charges of zero or plus one of a fundamental charge. Spin. The intrinsic property of an elementary particle is the direction of importance degree of freedom. It sometimes it visualizes the rotation of object on uh, its own axis, hence the name spin, though the notion is somewhat misguided at somewhat complex cells because elementary particles are believed to be point-like. No, I just, no, I don't know, that, that's just the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. It's, a, it's an elementary particle, so it's got... It's got a fundamental property of angular momentum and a fundamental property of magnetic field, a fundamental property of charge, no moving parts. So that's a point like stupium. That's a stupid thing to say. Spin can be represented by a vector whose length is measured in, R- in Planck's constant, h-bar. For quarks, the measurement of spin vector component along any axis can only yield values of h on two or minus h on two. For this reason, quarks are classified as spin-half particles. The command of a spin along a given axis like conversion to the z-axis is often denoted as up arrow and the value of down arrow. For example, an up quark has plus a half as long as the exit is, is an up with an up arrow. Now my only question there is that um, you obviously have a direction of a third magnetic field, so it's an important thing. It's, you can only measure it as an exclusion principle. Weak interaction, a quark of one flavour can transform to a quark on another flavour, only through the weak interaction, uh, one of the four fundamental directions in particle physics. By observing and emitting a, a W boson, any type of quark, up charm or top quark, can change to any down type of quark, down strange or bottom quark, and vice versa. The flavour transformation mechanism uh, causes the radioactive process of beta decay, uh, and the neutron splits into a proton and electron, an electron neutrino. This occurs when other down quark in the decays into up quark by emitting a virtual omega minus uh, sorry W uh, minus boson, transforming the neutron into a proton uud, and uh, W minus boson then decays into electron an electron antineutrino. So um, this is the the boson is a massive. It's obviously, a boson has the uh, <clears throat> mass and energy emits, emits a, a vector boson, not a, a W vector boson, which is um, given the same not as a gluon, it's, it's, it's a, a, a vector boson coming out. Um, both beta decay and the inverse process inverse beta decay are routinely used in medical applications as a PET an experiment involving neutrino detection. While the process for flavour transformation is the same in all quarks, each quark has a preference to transform into a quark of its own generation. And this is why strange quarks had a long-term relative tendency of all flavour transformations as described by a mathematical table, called the Klobko-Kabanashi-Mashwena matrix, enforcing the unitary and approximate magnitude of the entries in the K C, K, M, Matrix, R so um, th- to go to an up to down uh, it's um, uh, it's uh, a top to bottom is 99.9% but if you want to go from a a top to a down right? top to down is only very very rare so you can see that the uh, the diagonals which are within the same generation are strong and uh, it's a symmetric matrix. Um, so, um, up to strange or charmed down is the same, same ratio. It's a pretty interesting thing, but uh, an up to a bottom and a. Oh, it's is not symmetric. It's not symmetric. Top to down and up to bottom are not symmetric the rates are not symmetric there, which is rather interesting due to the um, symmetry breaking there, which goes across okay, that's page 6, page 7 where, um, okay, there exists an equivalent weak interaction matrix for leptons, Um, W bosons on the above beta-k diagram called the Quantico, marking Nagata, sound matrix. I describe all flavour transformation but the links between the two are not yet clear. I can't see... No, I don't. I, I don't understand. An electron can't. An electron. Oh yeah. So a, a uh, electron could turn into an neutrino with the right boson. I don't. I don't understand that. The pontecorvo maki thing. So these weak decays have to involve. The generation of leptons. I don't quite understand it. The strength of weak interactions between the six quarks, and the intensities of the lines determine the elements. Oh, that's quite an interesting um, thing. Strong interaction and color change. According to quantum dynamics, QCD, quarks possess a property called color charge. There are three types of color charge: arbitrary blue, green, and red. Each of them complementary by anticolor: anti-blue, anti-green, anti-red. Every quark carries a colour, while every antiquark carries the anti colour. The symmetry of attraction or repulsion between quarks charged with different combinations of these three colours is called the strong interaction, which is mediated by force carrying particles called gluons. This is discussed in the links below. The theory that describes strong interaction is called quantum chromodynamics. A quark which will have a single colour value can be form a bound system with antiquarks carrying the corresponding anticolour resulting two attracting quarks will be color neutrality, so you have red and anti red, or red, blue, and green to make white. Um, a quark with color charge uh, epsilon plus an anti quark with color charge minus epsilon will result in a color charge of zero white. The formation of a meson. Synalkus is the additive color model in basic optics. Synology to help you. Through, but it's got nothing to do with colour. Similarly, the combination of three quarks, each of which are different colour charges, or three antiquarks, each of an anti-colour charges, will result in the same white colour charge formation of a baryon or antibaryon. Okay, I think I might read to the end of this page because it's getting rather tough. I'll just fold it up here and also have a, a little bit of a break. A break here. Come across and see how this has gone Uh, to do the next section in here. another story comes to a close it's been a pleasure sharing this moment in time with you may you discover truly amazing things understand them and tell others thanks for listening